Hi, this is Lauren Angle of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Angle of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Alexander Lewis. <laughs> so, you were born in, how do you say it, like Bracketville? Bracketville? In California? In California, yeah. yeah. Vacaville. Vacaville, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, it translates to Cowtown in oh. Spanish. So that's, you know, that's the kind of uh, area I grew up in. But now with the tech industry boom, obviously in the Bay Area, oh. the, the city's grown a lot. It's So what was it like before? I mean, I lived in a neighborhood where there was like farm for like miles and miles up for like until like like you had to drive 15 minutes to get to like the nearest maybe not 15 minutes like 10 minutes to the nearest like uh grocery store but growing up from like until I like hit maybe like the middle of high school then it started getting developed um and then when I came back from college it was just like homes everywhere because of like San Francisco, the cost of living got so expensive, so people started moving out uh, into different areas of the Bay Area. So did your classmates or friends, did they have, like, farms and stuff? Yeah, a lot of them, and it made for dope parties. Oh, really? What was it like? I mean, it was like any house party, I guess, just like, (laughs) but just like on a farm, yeah, it was dope though. Damn. But what do your parents do then? Um, My dad's... uh, my dad was a mortgage broker. Now he's a, a contractor, mm-hmm. and my mom um, used to work in real estate, but she she doesn't work anymore. Yeah, um, she kind of chills and helps my sister with her four kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so, where do you think you got your creative side from? Uh, definitely my grandma. Oh yeah, because she does. She's a musician also. Yeah, she yeah she's. She passed away uh, like three years ago, mm-hmm. but um, she was a trombonist and she sang in choir and she was always I mean, always playing jazz in her house, so definitely was like, took to that quite quickly. Did he live with her? Um, no. Oh, she was no, just no. really close. But just like, yeah, she, so I grew up in Vacaville uh, and basically my mom's side of the family, they all live in Sacramento. Which is like 45 minutes. Don't hit us. <laughs> uh, which is like 45 minutes um, east of Vacaville. Um, so, but we were always over at her house. Um, like every single weekend. Every major holiday. Um, so I got, I, you know, hung out a lot with my grandma. And she definitely influenced me playing the trombone. And also just playing a bunch of like jazz classics all the time mm. that's how I mean that's how I got my that I mean that was basically my upbringing yeah was trombone your first instrument yeah oh yeah um started in, like basically right before middle school um yeah so I mean I played I've played trombone my whole life and you also did you pick up other instruments piano um I played alto saxophone for a couple years, uh, 
a little bit of French horn. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, <laughs> so that's about many. it. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's. Those are all like the major ones that I yeah. actually like put some time into. Mm. I mean, obviously, I've like dabbled with like guitar, but I wouldn't say that I like actually play guitar. Mm. I, I'm, I could probably get my way around just because I know the strings and I know like how um, like it's based on like you know chromatic uh, voicing or you know like I could probably figure it out, but I, I wouldn't say that I play mm -hmm. guitar. So what did you love about trombone initially? Um, I really loved it because my grandma played it, mm -hmm. um, and I, I wanted, <laughs> it's not cheesy, I wanted to be like, you know, I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to be like my grandma, I wanted to be a musician, so, um, that, I think that's like, what kind of, uh, made me interested, but then like, what really like solidified my decision to play the trombone was, um, uh, a record came on, uh, it was called Slide Hampton, uh, and the World of Trombones, uh, Spirit of the Horn, sorry, oh. <laughs> it's called Spirit of the Horn, and, um, uh, the specific track is Cherokee, and it's like eight, uh, trombones with a rhythm section. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that instrument? Like, I want to play that. That's dope. And, uh, the music teacher was like, yeah, it's Cherokee by Slide Hampton, blah, 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 blah. And that's like initial, like that's kind of like what made me really. I mean, that's that 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 was it. I was yeah. like, yep, I want to play that. <laughs> I want to I want to do that. How would you describe yourself back then, growing up? Um, like as a little kid. Yeah, like teenage years. Um, I was really quiet and like kind of. Um, I wasn't very confident. But like I, like I don't know. It's hard to say because like I had I had two different like kind of like personalities when I was with certain people. Um, but when I like when I was like going when I get when I went to school, I kept to myself and like you know I was really serious about playing trombone. Um, I just tried to stay out of trouble, you know. Like I didn't I wasn't I was just quiet, Were very you really introverted. Serious? Huh? Were you really studious? Yeah, like oh. I, I, you know, I, I took school seriously. Um, yeah, I just I I kept to myself a lot. I was very introverted. I was always like the band nerd, like you know, mm -hmm. like the band geek, um, and people always knew me be, because I was so passionate about uh, jazz in high school. Um, like I would drive into the like this like the student parking lot like blasting like charlie parker mm -hmm. and like knowing every solo like transcribed and, like knowing like and just like s singing along with it and people would be like there goes fucking you know <laughs> uh, aj a fucking nerd you know um, did your parents push you to study really hard or music or was it all within you no it was just it was just i i loved ever since i played the trauma like picked up the trauma and i was i just loved it like i didn't have to my mom and dad never they didn't have to, you know, they never made me pursue music. I was just like, I was just, I always just loved it. Mm -hmm. So you were in the orchestra? Uh, yeah, in high school. Um, I also did the, like, San Francisco Youth Symphony mm. and Sacramento Youth Symphony. Um, I 
did a little bit of uh, San Francisco all-star jazz. Um, and then I also played in like a college band in high school uh, in Sacramento at, um, what the fuck was that? It was like a, a two-year college, a community college. Mm-hmm. Um, Damn, what the hell was it called? <laughs> anyway, yeah. I, I played in a uh, com- uh, community college jazz band, like, in high school. Drove up there, like, every Tuesday, Thursday, played in their band. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, that was most, m- most of my high school. Were you really competitive as well? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of, I was, like, because, like, especially growing up in Vacaville, like, I knew, like, I was the best. Um, so when I started going out, like, to other cities where, like, people might have been better than me, I got really competitive. Mm. And that just made me practice more, though, which is good. It also kind of, like, I kind of was a dick sometimes, though, <laughs> I think, looking back on it. We're all, I mean, we're all little assholes when we're, when we're, when we're high school. But, um, yeah, looking back on yeah. it, I probably... Probably could have been a little bit nicer. <laughs> At that point in your life, what career do you think you're gonna have? Uh, music. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was like, like you didn't I'm... want to study anything academic, even though you were. Good nah, in... yeah, I was like, I'm gonna be a jazz musician. Like, uh... I was like, I know where I want to go. Like, that's I. I told I I I remember. It's funny this is coming up because, literally, my mom brought this up like the other the other day. She's like, you remember when like you were like. 15 and you were like I'm going to New York for school for jazz and and she told me no you're not like you're staying somewhere close like go to San Francisco like stay close she really wanted me mm-hmm. she's like you're not gonna fly across and then when it came time after high went school Manhattan's yeah I went to Manhattan School of Music like <laughs> and she was like I can't believe you did that like you, you, you know so when I was yeah when I was uh maybe I was like 16 it was getting around the time of like you know, wanting to choose schools and stuff like that. I was like, Mom, I'm going to New York. I'm going to be a jazz musician. And she was like, we'll see. <laughs> was she more scared of, like, it's so difficult to make a living being a jazz yeah. musician? Yeah. I think she was just, like, she had, like, reservations about me, like, going to New York City alone. Mm-hmm. And then also trying to make it as, like, a, as a musician, you know. Well, I mean, it ended up working out, yeah. but, you know, at that, at that, you don't really think about that when you're young, you know, like, you just want to do it. I'm glad I did. Yeah. So but, you were never afraid? Oh, no, I was, I was, I was afraid, but at the same time, like, I knew my, like, passion for music outweighed my fear. Mm. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to do this. Was your grandma at that point also pushing you to study it? No. I mean, she was she was overjoyed, but like yeah. nobody nobody was like, you have to do this. Yeah. It was just like all within me. Like I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna go. You know, everybody. You know, everybody supported my idea, like of of wanting to be a musician. But mm-hmm. No one was like forcing me or pushing yeah. me to do it. Looking back, do you think you learned a lot at the school? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I would say I learned a lot from my peers. Um, not so much like the institution specifically. There are a few teachers from Manhattan School of Music that I would like 
that taught me a lot that that I like I've taken like uh, lessons from who just you know that I'll, I'll take for the rest of my life mm. um, but I would say mostly my education came from like all my peers the people that I was hanging around with like like Ivan brass tracks so uh, how did you meet him actually he we went to the same school oh yeah that's how we met like you had the same um, classes it yeah was a small school right yeah we, we had the same classes like we were you know um, and like Jonathan Stein um, like those are my close homies and I just you know that and they got me into producing as well mm. so like you know I learned I learned a lot from the people around me and and playing with you know musician like-minded musicians because um, you know you go to a, a conservatory for music and a lot of that is like they're trying to preserve a certain sound and they don't want to like push you to I don't know it's it's a tricky conservatory is a tricky thing don't get wet don't get your camera wet <laughs> <laughs> so many sprinklers um but so what was your goal like was your goal to graduate like before you met them to graduate and then be a part of a jazz band like form a group or yeah I mean I think that was like my original I think when I went into it, like, when I, when I went to, when I was a freshman, I was like, all right, I'm going to get a gig teaching, mm. and I'm going to get a gig playing in a big band, and then I'm going to do, like, some freelance writing stuff or, you know, whatever, whatever the third, you know, was, or, like, do my own group, you know, and write, and write for that. And uh, that was, like, a solid idea until I started seeing how, uh, you know, how, how hard it was to make a living off of just being a jazz musician. Um, I, I mean, I'm, well, I think all, actually all of that kind of like disappeared once I started producing. Cause I was like, honestly, I don't want it. I, I would much rather I would much rather produce. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had it all figured out when I went. I was like, I yeah. knew what I wanted to do <laughs> until I started, like, you know. You think you know you got it all figured out until, you know, something <laughs> something like producing comes along and then it kind of like skews you off your, you know, path. Did producing come easily to you? Um... No, I mean, I think, like, having some, like, ha be already being a musician and having, like, some musicality, that helped. Um, but really, like, making things sound good was the most difficult. Like, knowing, like, uh, what instrumentation to use and, and what sounds good was like the most difficult thing. I go back and listen to some old demos and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, you know, using that much reverb or, you know, like some, something that's, or like those instruments together. And um, I think that's the battle is like, is getting smart about like what your sample choices are, or like what instrumentation you're using and knowing the timbre of those instruments and knowing that they're gonna sound well together. Mm -hmm. I think that's like, 
something you learn just as a as a um, you know years of producing. And that was around the same time that you found Team Supreme, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was through, well, Johnny introduced me to Team Supreme. <laughs> Some of those beats are still out there somewhere <laughs> under a different name, but I made it onto some of those ciphers. Yeah, it actually feels kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like, that's, I mean, I started submitting weekly beats, like, trying to just get my name out there. Yeah. But I mean, changed my name, so just changed it to <laughs> like my name. Yeah. But yeah, I had a different name when I was like submitting to those beats out there. <laughs> and then you guys formed like a group, right? I mean, you and then Brass Tracks. Well, I was I was a part of a Candid Music Group. So out of out of school, Johnny and Ivan moved into. Uh, an apartment together and opened up this like one-stop shop for all musicians like you photos mixing mastering you know recording and it's called candid music group and there was a blog too and i was a, i was a part of that um uh it ended up just being just turning into recording mixing and mastering the actually uh um that's i mean that's kind of, I don't know what the fuck I'm actually trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was Candid Music Group. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then what happened after you graduated? Um, I moved to Brooklyn and I just, I just like shed my production skills for like, uh, like two years and when I finally felt like ready to like put some put some stuff out um I like that's how I, I got linked up with film noir way back when um I started I yeah I started putting stuff out and and the ball just started rolling did, were you working another job no well so did you already have a fan base and they were just making money from shows um no, I, when I was living in Brooklyn, yeah, I had money like saved up. Oh, um, so I was like, kind of living off reserves. Mm -hmm. um, and I did a, a, a few gigs on the horn, but really after I graduated, I, I stopped playing my trombone, and I just focused on produ production. A lot of people like, I um, I don't tell a lot of people this, but. When I graduated, I was like so bummed out about jazz music that I like, and so excited about production that I like just completely stopped playing my horn. Um, and I didn't pick it up until the pay for what flip. That's crazy. Like I was like, man, I should probably, I should probably get back on my horn. And, uh, <laughs> and that's when I released the pay for what flip. Yeah. And then I started playing trombone again. <laughs> so like in that time, there was like a, maybe two and a half or like three how long was that it was about two years i'd say that i didn't play my horn which is crazy because if you know anything about brass uh and like forming an embouchure that like 
two years off the horn is like basically starting over. Like you have to like rework so many muscles, micro muscles in your embouchure Whoa. Uh, that, you know, so I was, that sucked, but you know, it's all good. Cause I, I, you know, it, it was worth it. Cause yeah. I got really good at producing. Oh man, <laughs> I got better at producing. <laughs> really I'm not going to say I'm really good at producing. I almost just said that. Jesus, I'm an asshole. Um, no, I got better at producing yeah. and, and, you know. Where, where, do you, where did you think you got your initial momentum from? I would say the pay for what flip, for sure. But so how did that even get out there? I just put it on SoundCloud. And then vlog just started picking up recently. Yeah, to and like and just like this, like everything, everything went after that, and people were like, "Damn, this is tight. Make more like this shit." So, and I did. Yeah. yeah. And initially, did you have stage fright? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still, I still do, actually. Like I, like it takes. I like have like a conversation with me before I go play every single time. Um. It's mostly the sound check that I worry about, that I get really, really stressed about. And then after sound check's done, I'm like, okay, we're halfway there, yeah. you know? But like, yeah, I get really nervous before I perform. But then when I get up on stage and I'm able to like turn into Alexander Lewis, a lot of people call me AJ. Mm -hmm. So like when I, when I get to like turn into Alexander Lewis, like then I'm in, I'm like kind of like an actor and I'm like, all right, oh, let's like get that. this done, you know, yeah. like, but uh, up until that point, I'm like really like 30 minutes before my set. If anybody talks to me, I'm like, yo, like I just, <laughs> you just can't talk to me right now. Like I gotta, gotta mentally prepare for my set. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what was your reaction when you saw, was it a song on the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. So March, um, March got synced for quite a bit. Um, I was, I was excited. I was, you know, and my family was excited too. They were, they were like, oh my God. Like, you know, like, legit. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah, like, was... holy shit. And I was able to tell, like, finally prove to my dad that music was like, you know, doing well for me. Because I was kind of skeptical about me not using my jazz background or like my jazz training or whatever. Like, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, just went to school and four years of education down the drain. I'm like, dad, come on. Like, <laughs> so I was able to like finally like show my dad, like, look what I'm doing, you know? And that was a proud moment for me. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, but also like, yeah, it was just, it was just kind of surreal to, to see like the Eagles like coming out and like, you know, doing their thing yeah. <laughs> to March, which is cool. So can you tell me about the song that you did with Chief Keef? Yeah, so it's an original that's not out yet. Um, it's gonna be a it's a it's Alexander Lewis featuring Chief Keef. Um, how did like how did you even get that? Was it through like A and R's? Yeah, base. I mean, basically, I had I had a bunch of like. Well, what what ended up happening? I didn't. I never met Chief Keef in the room, mm. which would have been dope. Uh, but. Um, I just sent, I sent him like a bunch of beats um, and he ended up choosing one of them, sent it back with the most fire hook I've ever heard from Chief Keef. Uh, and then I just went in on the production. I like, you know, kind of doctored it up. Um, 
And so I'm in the process of looking for another feature mm -hmm. um, for that track. Also hip-hop? Huh? Also hip-hop. Yeah. Yeah. So once once I get that, then it's, you know, game over. Yeah, for, for real. For everybody. <laughs> Is that our goal now, to get more into hip-hop? Yeah. I've, I've always kind of, like, I've always wanted to get more involved in, like, in, into hip-hop because it's always been, like, such a you know, big influence of mine. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my, you know, one foot in, into doing electronic music and one foot into hip hop. And I think that's, that'll keep, you know, keep me sane and also keep, you know, fans happy. And, you know, it's like, you gotta find a nice balance of like, what I really am passionate about. And then like, you know, you do have fans that like come and see you and pay for shows and, you know, you know, I want to cater to them as well. Mm -hmm. um, so my plan is to make kind of two separate projects of like, you know, hip hop influence stuff. And then on the other hand, make trombone instrumentals, like just yeah. straight up bangers that I can, you know, play and have fun with at shows. Mm -hmm. How do you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? My music? Yeah. Um, I think it's just got a little bit more refined and like detailed to, and more to the point. Like I was, when I first started producing, I was making a lot. And, and this is not to say that those songs weren't cool. Uh, I was just, I was just experimenting a little bit more with what I really wanted my sound to be. And like, and I think that, that like, that brought about like a lot of cool, like, uh, results. Cause I was just like, Hey, I'm just going to do this and it's gonna be weird and you know and I think that's that's cool and like but uh I would say now like my sound is a little bit more just like refined and, and mature um detailed uh making you know to the point songs and, and with like purpose mm. instead of like you know just going crazy and making whatever the fuck, you know. Something that's, that can be fun too, you know, you gotta find, you gotta have a healthy balance, which I still do. I just, I don't really tend to release those tracks. Maybe I will. Mm -hmm. How would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Uh, now? Yeah. Compared to when I was younger. Um, I'm a, tiny bit more confident, I guess. Uh, I think... That's a... It's an interesting question. It's a little bit more... That takes a little bit more thought. Uh, we'll come to back, come back to that. Let's start, the rest are gonna be a lot harder. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Me, compared to when I was younger, I'm a lot more confident. Obviously, like, I have a bit more direction. I'm a little bit, you know, like, I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, just go, go on to the next question. Okay. I, gotta, I gotta think about that for a little bit. You, you just caught me off guard with that <laughs> question. So to... <laughs> what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far in life? Um, 
biggest challenges. Being an adult. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, I, no, I would say like, I think really just like my finding like really what the type of person I am, like really asking, like really, because a lot of people, I think a lot of people like they go and they, they go on in life and they don't really like find out who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it's been challenging, but also been like, I've been, I found success and knowing like what makes me happy, uh, what not like what situations not to do that will bring me unhappiness, you know, the type of people that I want to hang out with. It's all like, it is all like a huge process and it only just, you only find that out from age and from like asking yourself like, okay, how did that make me feel? So I think that's being like one of the, and another challenge is like living in LA, like mm -hmm. for me. Cause I miss New York so much. Um, found it hard to connect with people on like a, a deep level. Um, and I'm finding out that, you know, a lot of, you, you really only have a, a few close friends and that's, that's another challenge you just have to be okay with. You have to be okay with just, just having like these few friends that you really call your best friends. What does love mean to you? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh man, you had to hit me with that question. Um, love. Can I quote the miseducation? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like, it's like when you're in a room and you see somebody and you're like, that one. Yeah, that's love. <laughs> that's it, that's, that's all it. I got. Last question, what do I to be remembered for? Um. I would love to be remembered for putting out like music that, you know, great music, something that made people feel something, made them feel alive at some point. They'll go back and listen to it, you know, 20 years from now and be like, wow, do you remember that memory? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think every artist wants to, you know, want, wants to be remembered for for their artistry, um, but also I would like to, you know, you know, on top of that, like to be remembered as like someone that was easy to work with, somebody that like, you know, was a kind person. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm for the most part, I'm really, you know, I'm nice <laughs> and caring. Um, but yeah, I mean. I definitely like on the top of my list. I would. I, I want to. I want my music to, you know, the the stuff that I like. I want people to listen or like remember my music that I was like really passionate about. And like, you know, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Like we're leaving, you know, when we when we go, to, especially like performances and stuff like that. Like people have memories associated with that. Like I I get messages saying that like they saw me at such and such festival and it was like the most life-changing experience and wow. I'm reading that and I'm like fuck like that's crazy you know yeah. and, and that's really cool so I hope I can continue doing that and be remembered like that you know like yeah this is awesome thank you so much yeah of course thank you <laughs>